Welcome to the Two Witnesses Podcast. You're here with David and Celeste and the Two Witnesses Podcast. Today is Sunday, December 13th, 2020, and today's topic is something on everyone's mind, vaccines. Before we get started with today's topic, let's pause for station break from our sponsor. Okay, great. We are back with the Two Witnesses podcast. You have David and Celeste. If you have any questions or concerns or any topics you'd like us to cover, please email us at twowitnesses at protonmail.com. That's the number two, W-I-T-N-E-S-S at P-R-O-T-O-N-M-I-A-L dot com. Hey, David, welcome back. Welcome back. Reunited. That feels so good. Uh, How are you doing today? Hey, Celeste, we're reunited and it feels (laughs) so good. You're absolutely right. Uh, Boy, I tell you, I missed you. You've been on a pretty extended vacation, but I understand that you need to take care of yourself and your family and all this other stuff. So we're doing well out here in Northern California. Of course, as you know, we're under a mandatory again from Governor I should say dictator Newsom out here that the whole state is in lockdown until mid-January. The whole state is in rebellion against that. There's a recall petition for Governor Newsom to be kicked out of office, which is about time. And uh, uh, other than that, physically, morally, spiritually, uh, we are doing well. We're actually thriving during this uh unprecedented time in our history and our family's history. I mean, it's just uh, mind boggling what's going on and what has been going on. And, and I was sharing with a few friends, uh, uh, one of, one of my friends called me and she was uh, asking me about what, what I thought about this year. And of course I said, well, you have to listen to our prior podcast because I really don't want to get into it. And I said, she said, well, what do you think is going to happen next year? And I go, all I can advise you to do is ask Santa Claus to bring you a nice set of my pajamas, you know, a nice set of uh, those big, furry, comfortable house shoes, a good set, a good ottoman with an ottoman pillow and plenty of hot buttered popcorn. So just put your feet up and enjoy the show. So other than that, we're doing great. Celeste, thank you for asking. How are things on your end? Uh, everything is going good, as you as you uh, mentioned. Twenty twenty has definitely been a year, um, and I thank God that we, uh, despite the um, craziness of twenty twenty, we've been able to prosper in pandemic. Um, so I thank God for that. But yeah, twenty twenty has definitely been that year. And a friend of mine sent uh, a text saying, "How do you feel?" One word that comes to mind when you think of 2020, and my word was prayerful. You know, we, I've been very prayerful throughout this entire year and definitely continue to pray. And that's a great segue to begin our segment with, with prayer and our anchor scripture today, a second Chronicles 714. Um, the Lord is very clear in his instruction. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my faith, then I will hear from heaven and heal their land. We need our land healed. We don't need uh, a vaccine that's been, um, as we'll get into later in the podcast, that hasn't gone through the proper efficacy to my research. We just need to pray and see God's face and turn from our wicked way. And I believe that is the solution to our COVID-19 um, dilemma we have in 2020. So let us pray. 
Jesus' disciples came to him and said, Lord, he just prayed. And Jesus said, when you pray, say, our Father, which right in heaven, we bless your holy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We thank you for provisions today. We thank you for food to eat, cars to drive, and a place to stay, oh God. We ask you, Father God, to forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who have offended us. We ask you, Father God, that any demonic force that you would find and cast to a dry inhabited places, oh God, deliver us from any evil that the enemy would bring our way, oh God. We thank you for keeping us from temptation, oh God. We thank you, Father God, for you are the king of the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen again. And amen and again. a third time. Yeah. <laughs> and again, you're listening to the Two Witnesses podcast with David and Celeste. Today's topic is back. So, David, I'm going to let you, um, I'm going to um, briefly go over, um, as I mentioned to you um, in preparation for the podcast, some questions that I would like for us to ask and answer, and then I'm going to have you to uh, come in and then say uh, what your initial thoughts is about the vaccine or any questions that I don't mention that you like ask and answer, because we are truth tellers, suit and truth seekers. So the first question that I have is, will employers require workers to get a vaccine? And then another question was, how does that RNA vaccine work? Is the vaccine safe for long term? And I know these questions are questions that others have as well. Why does the vaccine have to be kept at sub-Antarctic temperatures? What is the vaccine ingredient? How does the RNA and the mRNA protein vaccine work? Is this vaccine safe? Is this vaccine safe long term? Those are some questions that I have uh, when it comes to the COVID-19 safety versus speed is another question I have. What are we really doing here? And David, I'm going to let you go ahead and take it now and uh, say what your initial thoughts is on the vaccine. If you have any questions you'd like asked and answered as well. My first thought on these vaccines are stay as far away from them as possible. Absolutely. With the uh, respect to your latter questions about will employers require employees to take this vaccine as a condition of their workplace, I'm gonna encourage every worker in America to rebel. You know, my grandson who works as a, uh, in a hospital, you know, delivering food from the kitchen and uh, my son, his father, who works as a parking supervisor at another hospital, you know, here, they also had to get mandatory flu shots in order to continue to work in a hospital environment. And my attitude when it concerning flu shots was when I was active duty in the military, I never thought too much about it because I was pretty much a military robot. And uh, every single year, you're required to go to sick bay, is what they call it, or medical, or what they call it. Roll up right. your, you know, take off your shirt, roll up both sleeves on your t-shirt, and you got a hospital corpsman on either side injecting you with God knows what, and you're just in a long line right. of cattle, a long line right. of cattle, just like everybody else. But you know, since I retired from active duty many years ago, hard to believe it's that many years. 
I promised myself that once I left the military, I will never, ever, ever subject my body to another flu shot or any sort of invasive uh, shot ever again, even though, you know, at times the VA, you know, you know, practically is trying to talk me into it. Every time my wife goes to her doctor's appointment, the first thing they want to offer her is a flu shot. And, you know, right. it's just so commonplace now where you can get flu shot and get them at Walgreens. You can get them at CVS. You can damn near get them at Home Depot right now, you know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they are widely. And I'm like, man, I, I'm thinking whenever they ask me that question, would you like an apple pie with that, too? You know, and fries, you know. Right. So right. my sense is, is that to. um stay as far away as possible because I've had this talk with my entire family about what these vaccines entail and what flu shots entail. And my attitude toward vaccines is much like this. Wait a minute. I've been, you know, out of the military for many years now and have sick, a cold or any sniffles or any cough, you know, since I've been off active duty. So now you want me to inject a foreign substance into my body for my body to produce antibodies against something that I already have immunity to, or else I would be experiencing that disease or illness in the first place. Just doesn't make Absolutely. any sense to me. Just doesn't Absolutely. make any sense to me. I mean, it just violates it a basic law. Just violates a basic law in common sense. Absolutely. And when it comes to I agree with what you're saying, Absolutely. wonderful. And so when it comes to these actual vaccines that's been fast tracked, uh, my trust in them is slow is is no well my my trust in them is no and not because number one is there is not folks a coronavirus pandemic it is basically fear-driven hysteria about the media and our politicians and also these totalitarian bureaucrats and these non-elected government agencies around the world that's been shifting the world into a sense of fear and darkness and we're all going to die unless we get this vaccine. You can't fly anymore unless you get this vaccine. You know, I flew recently this year, and when you have to go to those body scanners, they actually strip you naked, and you got other human beings actually looking at you naked there in that machine. So if people are willing to get stripped naked electronically in order for them to fly because of the convenience of flying, it's not too much for mandating an actual vaccine that's been unproven. Now, I know that you have Pfizer and Moderna and all these other uh, vaccine companies saying that their vaccines are 95% uh, effective. Uh, and, when, and when they say that, I said, yeah, you're right. 95% side effective because they don't know what the side effects are going to be. Right. And so when right. you're looking at an mRNA vaccine, uh, which is basically messenger RNA, ribonucleic acid, it, the basic understanding of that is understanding how our bodies are made in the first place. Right. And how our bodies are made in the first place, when our moms together got together in that act of love, or maybe it wasn't, but we're here anyway. When my when our mom and dad got together in that act of love and that sperm cell uh, penetrated the wall of that egg cell, cell multiplication started to happen very rapidly. Two separate cells, egg cell, sperm cell, the sperm cell goes into the egg and now you've got one cell, and then the multiplication, the genetic material from both our mothers and fathers, the X and Y chromosomes inside the genetic structure, start to give that, that, that new cytoblast or that new egg that's rapidly dividing into two, four, six, eight, 
uh, 16, 32, 64, 128, 260, you know, on and on and on and on and on to billions of cells that we are as a full grown human being. Those genetic instructions come directly from our mother and father because each one of our mother and father also has messenger RNA, which is ribonucleic acid. And that combined DNA is what gives our bodies the genetic instructions in order to make our bodies, the way we look, the way we sound, the height of our, uh, you know, our height, you know, our eye color, skin color, all that genetic material comes from that. With these new mRNA vaccines, they've specifically encoded certain genetic instructions into those vaccines in order for our bodies, once it enters our cell, now your entire body, all the billions of cells in your body, that vaccine considers that a billion, billions of egg cells. And so once you take right. that vaccine, now every one of your cells start to have different genetic material than what you inherited from your mother and father, and they have no idea how that's going to affect you. None whatsoever. Yeah. Is Frankenstein yeah. on medicine. You become like what they did with our food, a genetically modified organism at that point. And they have right. no idea. And you got to understand something, that our cells in our bodies replace ourselves every four months. And how do they replace us so that we still look the same every four right. months or so? Well, it's because of genetic instruction from our mothers and fathers. You just copy after copy right. after copy after copy. Now, this thing... Right. Imagine if you wanted to take, uh, let's say, use a copier to take a picture of yourself, and you can make billions of copies on a copier, and it pretty much looks the same. But somewhere during right. the middle of that process, somebody slipped a slightly different picture of you uh, at the beginning of that process, at the middle of that process, of uh, taking those billions and billions of copies of yourself, and now the billionth copy of you doesn't look anything like you, doesn't even sound like you, right. doesn't even remotely look like you anymore. Why? Because right. that's what they're doing. That's a preloaded genetic material that's in there. It has, yeah. it won't infect you with what they call the SARS, which is Secure Acute Respiratory Syndrome, COV-19 virus. COV is coronavirus. And they call right. it and they call it a novel coronavirus because they never seen it before and they never seen it before. They didn't because they hadn't created it in a lab before. So this whole right. pandemic is nothing more than a great big hoax. It's the biggest hoax. And this is not just me saying it, folks. Some of the world's top immunologists and doctors who are being severely scienced and sanctioned by their professions are saying this. They didn't have to tell me. I instantly knew. And this whole Wuhan coronavirus that supposedly came out, if you look at the timeline of what happened with Wuhan, China, when this thing first broke out of the, you know, they said it came out of a wet fish market initially. Okay, a wet fish market initially that happened to be about 900 meters away from the country's uh, Wuhan coronavirus, uh, what they call a biological weapons laboratory, which is a level four, which supposedly is the most secure bioweapons laboratory in the world. And they were working on that virus there with grants of 17 million grant from Dr. Falsi and our national, uh, the NAID, uh, National whatever Alliance of Infectious Diseases or whatever that company he works for, that should, he should have been fired many years ago. 
they paid under the Obama administration $17 million to incorporate in that genetic engineering for that this same coronavirus that's spreading around the world now. They paid over $17 million to incorporate a gain of function into this virus. Now, what does that mean? Well, I don't know about your house, but imagine, you know, one of these light switches on the house to where you can, you know, rotate the switch and you turn the lights from dim all the way up to full brightness or you can turn it off. That's what that gain of functionality is, is on this this Wuhan coronavirus. Coronavirus has been with us for millions and millions of years. As a matter of fact, if you look at a Lysol container, it says coronavirus is right there, but it's never been weaponized and purposely released at this point on humanity the way it has been. So, yes, I have some very grave concerns about how big farmer and government and even President Trump is rolling out this untested virus for a pandemic that doesn't exist. If you look at the CDC's, the Centers for Disease Control's website, you'll see that they admit, what are the counts right now as far as cases in the United States? I think it's around 15 million what they call cases. And I think it's around 300,000 deaths. On On the CDC website itself, Centers for Disease Control website itself, it says that 97% of those 15 million cases are false positives. But you never see that on CNN, do you? And it also says that 97% of all the coronavirus deaths had two to three comorbidities in addition to that. But on the death certificate, they always put COVID-19 to drive up the death count, to drive up the fear, to drive up the hysteria so that big pharma like Pfizer, Moderna, Glaxo, Burroughs, Wealth, Glaxo, what is it, GSK, uh, whatever that other big pharmaceutical company's name is, so right. that so that they can design these vaccines and billions and billions of dollars and people because of fear are lining up to do it. Even Dr. Falsy himself, I call him Dr. Falsy, not Fossey. I call him Dr. Falsy. Even Dr. Falsy himself had the nerve just this week to say that they wanted to prioritize this for black people first. And then older people. And black people should be comfortable taking the vaccine because an African-American woman helped create it. Yeah. Now you think about now you think (laughs) about that. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to I'm going to let you kind of parse that out a little bit now, Celeste, and uh, and see what you make of what I just shared with you and our listening audience. Yeah, I definitely understand what you're saying is that the flu vaccine and the the new COVID-19 vaccine um, is designed to emit uh, immune response within our body. When our manufacturer, who's the Lord, who has created the universe, God, he's already programmed us with our own DNA to um, have that immune response when any invader comes in. Um, so yeah, definitely, um, I'm with you there. And, uh, just as a disclaimer, we're not saying that COVID-19 is not real or the pandemic's not real, but what he's saying is that the numbers are skewed and it's driven by fear is basically what he is saying. And some of the numbers that's coming out of the hospitals are skewed because of the fact that they get paid more for COVID-19 diagnosis. But if you have someone who has comorbidities like diabetes or heart disease and they develop COVID-19 and die, 
they may not always list all those comorbidities on there. They may just put COVID-19 on the death certificate, which, um, you know, is what's going on. So, um, going back to the original question, will employ, will employers require workers to get the vaccine? Absolutely. They're already putting directives in place. The Today Show had uh, a couple of employers on there and they were saying that there are certain segments of, uh, of the population employment, employee, employee operations that are going to definitely require the vaccine, like the uh, airline employees are going to be required to take the vaccine. Um, wanted to also let you know, as an employee, you do have an object of uh, a way that you can object. You can object on the basis of disability, if you have any allergies, or you can um, you can actually object to getting the vaccine if your employer make it mandatory under the uh, Title Seven of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. You can object for religious reasons as well. So um, wanted to uh, answer that question completely. Will employers require employees to get it as a mandatory basis? Absolutely, but you do have a medical recourse as an employee. Um, you might say, Dave and Celeste, I've heard some good things about the vaccine. Should I take it? Absolutely not. You have to do a risk-benefit analysis, and in my research of this vaccine, you should absolutely not get it. Um, past vaccine disasters show us why running by rushing to a, a COVID vaccine now is is actually, uh, as one person I I listened to said, is colossally stupid. Uh, we we should have learned our lesson when we at first were saying that hydrochloroquine was a was a cure, but then we find out that people have had serious heart problems since taking it. So we need to learn from the past. And um, as David described, those RNA vaccines uh, have reprogrammed nanotechnology in them, uh, which is something we should not inject in ourselves. There have no efficacy as far as their long-term long -term effectiveness. So we don't know what's going to happen in six months, what's going to happen in a year. They were giving emergency authorization uh, for the COVID-19 to be administered under what they call Operation Warp Speed. So safety versus speed, the safety aspect, and from my research, is not there. It's just not there at all. So just wanted to encourage you guys do not get the vaccine there's been not been enough evidence to say that it is safe short term or long term um, if you will go to Pfizer's website their own website they have a press release and they also have a link to the New, Earth, New England Journal of Medicine which shows that they their, their phase three trials actually is a joke. Normally, it takes one to three years for phase three trials to complete. And they actually started their COVID-19 vaccine under what's called Operation Warp Speed and only been from phase one, phase two, and phase three for six months. Now, the good thing is that emergency use authorization is not the same thing as full approval. However, they started manufacturing the vaccine before they got approval. So my question is, what is someone at the uh, CDC or FDA say, okay, we'll approve it, but, you know, this has to be changed. This needs to be altered. They've already manufactured before they got 
approval. Well, you got so, un- well, you got to understand that this is uh, one of the biggest hoaxes and one of the biggest crimes against humanity that's ever been perpetrated on a global level. And uh, all of your points are absolutely valued. So for me, the issue about vaccine efficiency, efficacy, and vaccine safety, as far as these coronavirus vaccines or uh, Wuhan coronavirus vaccines, I might say, to me, that's a non-starter. Why? Because we know that most of the deaths that are due to coronavirus has two or three other comorbidities. We know that most of the cases that are advertised here in the United States and around the world, that most of those cases are 97% of those cases when they talk about case counts an absolute false positive. We know that those initial death counts back in March and April, while they were trying to get their heads wrapped around this thing, that most of those cases and death counts there has nothing to do with the Wuhan coronavirus in and of, of itself. They haven't even isolated the virus yet. They've, they've yet in a year to isolate the actual virus that causes what they call, you know, the, 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 the whole illness with the coronavirus. But guess what? They're, the whole medical system has been incentivized to have positive tests. The creator of the uh, RT, reverse transcription, basically, when you write, when you, picture you writing on a piece of paper from right to left. Uh, RT is reverse transcription. Basically, it's writing from, uh, uh, for, I mean, you're writing from left to right. And then uh, reverse transcription is now you're going from right to left. And basically, in PCR is polychromatase test. And what they're doing is, is they're, they're trying to isolate enough of the sample by amplification to get a positive test. And so what the state of Florida, Governor Rick DeSantis has done, bless his heart and his mind, he's requiring the laboratories now to say how many amplification cycles, because the virus is so minute, how many, uh, how many amplification cycles did you do in order to reach this positive result? And the creator who won the Nobel Prize, Kerry Mullis, said that this test, this RT-PCR, reverse transcription polychromatase test, should not be used to, inf- to test for infectious diseases. Why? Because it only gets a very small, uh, microscopically uh, small segment of the actual virus itself. And then it has to amplify. Think about a copy machine again make millions and millions of copies for that so it can show up. And they've been amplifying these tests that people submit for these. You can order one now on Walmart, a home RT-PCR test. It's all a big money grab. It's all a big DNA grab as far as I'm concerned. You can order that. And so what they do is they amplify it 40, 40, 45 times. And anything above 30 times application, amplification, 25 to 30 times amplification, of course you're going to get a positive test result because you just manufacture that many virus segments so that the, the te- detection equipment can actually see it. It's all one great big hoax, folks. And so this whole debate about whether the vaccines are safety or safe or not, or efficient or efficacy or not, to me is a non-starter for a disease that doesn't exist in the first place. They haven't even isolated the disease yet, but yet they've got us locked down and took away our liberty. So it's not about disease. It's not about your health. It's about your death is what it's all about is because these people are hell bent on a one world government, one world currency, one world army. One world system, reducing the Earth's population. Dr. Falsey had black, want to get rid of black people first, you know, and black people to go to Planned Parenthood. You should know that that whole organization was set up to eliminate the black race. Margaret Sanger was the founder of that, and she was a world, world known eugenicist. 
you know, as far as getting rid of undesirables. So why in the world should we sit here and debate whether or not the vaccine is safe enough and whether or not we should take it when we know that the whole thing from the beginning was a scam set up to scare the world into submission into lockdowns? And then what happened as a result of that? We get the mail-in balloting, and now we got the election mess that are on our hands that we won't get into during this episode. But we certainly have an episode coming on that too, folks. So what I'm encouraging you to do uh, as we prepare for a break, Celeste, what I'm encouraging you to do is get your own facts, folks. If this sounds provocative, if this sounds uh, other than what you were hearing, dig for your own fu- uh, facts, folks. So, so Les, I'll uh, hand it back over to you. You're listening to the Two Witnesses podcast with Dave and Celeste. And now a word from our sponsor. Welcome back to the Two Witnesses Podcast. You're here with the Two Witnesses Podcast with David and Celeste. Today's topic is vaccines. So, David, we've discussed quite a lot so far when it comes to vaccines. And, um, you know, um, we haven't talked a lot about efficacy. And like you said, um, some of that stuff is not even that that important when it comes to this vaccine because the whole thing is idiotic in the first place. But I do want to make sure I answer all the questions I introduced in the beginning. And I know you've already gone into detail about the vaccine and how it's made. Uh, is the vaccine safe for long term? Absolutely not. And they, they really don't know because they didn't do trials long enough. Like I said, phase three is normally at least three years. And they uh, went from beginning to approval in six months. So that, thanks to Operation Warp Speed. And again, uh, it is an emergency use authorization, which is not like a full approval, which is good. So they can pull that back once um, they begin to discover issues with this vaccine. so another question that I had was, why does it have to be kept at such extreme cold temperatures? From manufactured to when it goes into your arm, it has to stay at sub-Antarctic temperatures, which I think is, is minus 80 degrees. Why is that? It's to protect the nanoparticles in the vaccine. And the nanoparticles in the vaccine are smaller than what the human eye can see. So my question is, if it does go above their liable temperature, how would anybody even know? Uh, But I know they are putting tracking devices on the packages with the the, uh, COVID-19 vaccine. An alarm goes off if it does go above the temperature, which is which is uh, which they have designated. But that would make me that made me ask the question from the beginning: Why does it have to be kept so cold? It has uh, DNA altered protein with nanotechnology in this vaccine, and no human being should have be should allow anyone to put that in their arm. That's just the truth. The bottom line: They have not had enough time to properly test. And to ensure that the um, vaccine is safe, short term or long term. If you go to fight, like I said before, if you go to Pfizer's website, they have a press release talking about the approval. They also have a link to the New England Journal of Medicine, which is one of the premiums respected medical journals in the world, actually. And it talks about 
the test trial and what they did. And it's a joke. It, I was I was talking to my brother earlier and telling him it's a total joke the way that they went through the trials. I told him I'm getting ready to take a midterm. It would be like my professor giving me an exam with 170 questions. And I asked my professor only to grade eight questions and I get one wrong and say, oh, I got a 90%. That's basically what they did in this trial. So if you have... Um, they had a, a, like almost 44,000 people who actually participated in the trial and half took the placebo and half um, was, uh, took the injection. But out of that, 21,720 people had the vaccine. 21,728 had the placebo. But when it came time for them to check the effectiveness, they only set aside eight people um, that actually got the injection. They had 162 that had the placebo, and then they said out of the eight, seven after the second dose um, recovered. So seven, uh, seven out of eight gets a 90%. But what happened with the other total of 21,720 people who took the vaccine? They just took a small sample from the overall number of people who participated in the trial. Makes no sense to me. Sounds like there's no way. It sounds a lot like pre-election polls, don't it? I mean, there's no way you can lose. There's no way that you can lose with that kind of math. I would definitely get an A for my professor if I did that. Okay, you gave me 160, uh, 170 questions, but I don't want you to grade eight because I know I got those right. But then I may have missed one. I still get 90%. So, yeah, um, when it comes to this vaccine, tell your mama, your daddy, your cousin, your in-laws, your outlaws, your enemies, do not take this vaccine. I'm going to shoot it back over to you, David. Amen. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I was thinking of when you were uh, just sharing that with with us about, you know, the vaccine itself, the efficacy of the vaccine, uh, the actual clinical trials or lack thereof that they did in order to prove this, particularly in light of human reproduction and how our cells replace themselves uh, periodically, uh, like clockwork. And how is that going to interfere with all your bodies, biochemical and metabolic processes, they have no idea. Not only that, the all the uh, ph- big pharmaceutical companies like Moderna, Pfizer, all of them, uh, GSK, all of those companies, uh, they also have total government immunity from lawsuits. Uh, yes. it, it, isn't it funny how big tech has total immunity yes. from lawsuits? Isn't it funny now how big pharma has total immunity from lawsuits to make out, and now they have 7.7 billion guinea pigs to experiment on with this. Meanwhile, they make yeah. billions. People continue to suffer no, and die. Well, well, people those continue people to die. You know, those people can develop any type of disease. Those people become a part of a zombie apocalypse. Them or their families can never sue. Never. Well, they can never sue. And, uh, you know, we know vaccine injuries, you know, as far as, uh, you know, people can just really I don't use Google. I use DuckDuckGo to search for uh, a vaccine injury compensation fund sponsored by the U.S. government. How many billions of dollars they had to pay out so far? You know, when I look at that, when I look at the actual what you mentioned about why does it have to be stored at uh you know, basically minus 70 degrees Celsius, which is about 100 degrees minus 100 degrees Fahrenheit. 
Uh, when you actually look at that, you know, just just looking at it from my yeah. background, a strong, strong emphasis in the scientific background. You know, when I when I take a look at that, you know, because what they're doing is, is that because of the instability of the mRNA that they've got preloaded into those vaccines, they also have aluminum and all kinds of other heavy medicals as an adjuvant. In other words, yeah, yeah, to, to, uh, you know, help the body assimilate the vaccine a lot better. Um, You know, why does it need to be at minus 100 degrees uh, Fahrenheit or minus 70 or 80 degrees Celsius? It's because the colder you get, the more you slow down molecular activity. And when you're dealing with nanoparticles, nano meaning billions, so you're you're talking about the billionth of a meter, these things are so small, uh, you you know, they know that that mRNA segment of that, which basically, think about it is, and you know, one of the people backing this thing with billions of dollars is Bill Gates. Bill Gates brought us Windows, right? I don't know if people had a background in computers the way that I do, but when computers, I one of these guys that used to type you know, C colon backslash backslash, you know, and then you put in the actual computer commands and then Bill Gates came up with Windows. And it was so buggy yeah. and would get so many viruses and all this other stuff and people complain to Microsoft. Uh-huh. And then they roll out, uh-huh. you know, the next version of Windows 95, uh-huh. uh, you know, Windows 1, Windows 2, and now we got what we got now. And why would you let a guy from, uh, with that type of background, in charge of human vaccination and human health it's because of the mm-hmm. money, right? So this guy couldn't keep viruses out of his software. How in the hell is he qualified right. even to talk about uh, putting uh, vaccines against viruses into people? And then when you look at his patent, uh, you know, you look at his patent, uh, six. That's really a patent. You can go to the patent office and look at it. I have it on another screen right now. Is uh W 2020, year 2020, 06060666, Mark of the Beast, cryptocurrency system using the body activity data. And these patents have been out now for several, several years. It was just published in March 26th of this year. And it talks about using the human body via communication networks, a la 5G as a way to, for whatever movements your body make, all of a sudden Bill Gates is figuring out a way to make money via cryptocurrency on on your body. Does that sound like a tracking system to know exactly where you are, what you're doing, what you're thinking? Does that sound like a controlled system to be able to turn and off certain metabolic processes in and out of your body if you don't comply? I mean, if you don't believe me, just look at what happened in Wuhan, China at the outbreak of this. If you look back at it before they tear down all these videos, what happened in Wuhan? People are literally walking down the street and just dying right there. And what people don't realize is during the outbreak, initial outbreak in Wuhan, Wuhan, China is one of the test cities, 11 million population. And remember, the bioweapons lab is also located in Wuhan. And they said it came from a wet fish market before. You remember that? A wet animal market before. But what people don't realize is ringing ringing the city of Wuhan there's over 10,000 powerful base transmission statements for uh, uh, transmitter stations for 5G. And so they initially did the beta test on all this as far as using 5G in order to pick this up, a total command and control, Internet of all things sort of system. And now they want, because with 5G, when you take those vaccines or you have that virus into your bodies, there's a process called electroporation. Think about the 
Think about when you take a needle and poke through the surface of your skin and you prick it and you draw blood. Well, now they're using, uh, you know, high frequency electronic uh, 5G signals in order to make the cells of your body more porous so that they can get these vaccines and all these other control systems inside of you, folks. Stay away. This is the mark of the beast system. What we were talking about earlier, and then like I said, the reason for the cold temperatures is they need to stabilize the vaccines from the manufacturer. That's why a lot of them have been packed on dry ice. And a lot of hospitals have recently uh, upgraded themselves with these very, very cold refrigerators to store these vaccines and whatnot because the genetic code in those mRNA vaccines, messenger, remember the word messenger, Everybody's used Facebook Messenger. Think about what you can do with the Messenger applications on your on your smartphone. There's a real science behind this, folks. Messenger RNA that basically yeah. will overwrite the genetic code from both your mother and your father. And as your cells start to divide and multiply to make the next copies of yourself, you may right. you the minute you take this vaccine, you are not you anymore. And basically, it's forced cannibalism because the basis for these vaccines comes from immortalized human fetal cells since 1966. These are the these are the these are the human fetal cells that this vaccine is based on, which again gets into the Planned Parenthood and the child trafficking and the baby parts business and how us feeding this self. You know, I was saying in earlier podcasts when we first started, I think it was in either the Awake or the Fear Pro or the Fear podcast, Two Witnesses podcast, people need to uh, revive that movie from 1973 with Charlton Heston. He's the guy that played in the Ten Commandments, the lead in the Ten Commandments. It was a movie called Soylent Green, S-O-Y-L-E-N-T, Green. And then you'll realize that what you see on the movies in Hollywood, now you're seeing it in your own lives because now these people know that they have to execute this one world agenda if they're ever going to have a chance of doing it. And that's why we have all the chaos now surrounding the election. And and uh, what I was telling my wife and I was telling my friends and whatnot, you know, it's Christmas time. Order you a set of my pajamas, some big fluffy house shoes, a big ottoman, and, you know, and a big comfy pillow. Kick your feet up, have plenty of hot butter popcorn and stand by and watch the show. Stand by and watch the show. And um, oh, don't forget to pray you know, when you before you eat your popcorn. Yeah, definitely gotta have that popcorn. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage everyone, as David said before, do your own research, and then I want you to think, analyze, draw conclusions and solutions. Do a risk benefit analysis. For me, why would I inject? Uh, genetically modified nanotechnology-infused protein into my body. And and basically, they are saying that this genetically modified reprogrammed protein injected with nanotechnology is supposed to help my body fight out the virus. My My body does that anyway. Why do you have to have a second dose? Because the first dose, your body will will see it as an invader and fight it off. So you have to have a second dose to reinforce enforce the first dose. Have you ever seen a vaccine you have to have in two doses? Never. Have you ever seen a vaccine that has to be kept at such Arctic temperatures? Never. Guys, 
do not take this vaccine. Tell your mama, your daddy, your cousin, your in-laws, your outlaws, and your enemies, do not take this vaccine. There has not been uh, enough research, short or long term, in order for you to be able to safely take it. Do not take this vaccine is my is my advice to you. Because we don't, someone don't get exposed to asbestos and develop cancer right away, right? Someone don't drink contaminated drinking water and develop, develop cancer right away. They don't even know what's going to happen to people um, six months out, let alone 10, 20, 30 years. Um, it's the most diabolical. It's the most diabolical thing that we've been witnessing our entire lives. But guess what? In order for this plan to work, it requires our voluntary compliance, compliance and participation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I was really disappointed in my grandson and my and my uh, my son for taking a flu shot to go to work because I know that the minute they say that now you have to have a COVID vaccine in order to keep your job, if I don't change their minds, I know that that's going to be to their doom. It says it biblically, talking about the Bible. You know, it says right. it biblically. You know, so right. when we look at where we're at, when we look at the fact that these companies have absolutely zero, it's been codified in the law, zero legal liability for any damages arising out of this untested, unproven, unnecessary vaccine. Why in the world would you ever, ever be in a conscious thinking man or woman or, or allow your children or your parents if they can't take care of themselves to get injected with something that you know is going to be not only their physical doom here on earth, but their eternal doom forever. Yeah, I, I definitely um, understand what you're saying. I mean, to, you know, to play the other side, at least with the flu vaccine, it's been around for ages. We know the, you know, people who had it 50, 60 years ago, and it didn't have any long-term negative side effects per se, um, and, and, but this new, in this, and it, and with the flu vaccine, it introduced a small amount of virus in the body. And with this new vaccine, it doesn't inject a small amount of the virus. It injects, uh, pre-programmed technology into the body, into the body. Think about, think about, think about downloading antivirus applications and programs for your computer. It's the same thing, except now they're looking at your yeah. body as a biological computer to take control of it, people. Wake up. Do your own homework. Do your own prayer and meditation. Ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom. Ask him to guide your research so you can come to your own understanding and your own conclusion. Study and find yourselves approved in your own mind that what Celeste and I is saying are, is for real. Yeah, God's instructions are clear. If my people who call by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. That's the solution to the problem right there. For any sickness, any illness, there is a God who sits on a throne, but there's also an enemy and he has a kingdom. And his diabolical plan to raise his kingdom above God has never changed. He's here on this earth, and the one-third is with him. And it's all, we're all, like, 
big uh, chess pieces in a big chess game. And this whole um, Georgia Guidestones, there's a whole diabolical sinister organization and elitist that is behind that whole Georgia Guidestone. It's all demonic. And we have to realize when we see things that are going on with multiple, I mean, we got hundreds of thousands of people are dying. We got um, this vaccine, which we already are given a clarion call today. Don't take it. We already know there's going to be short and long-term problems with this vaccine. So don't take it because there is a, a demonic agenda to depopulate the earth. Exactly. So, we, mm-hmm. so you can go ahead, David. Exactly. From a population now of about 8 billion, we're tipping over 8 billion now due to the lockdown. Of course, a lot of families, a lot of countries around the world that are having baby booms right now because of the lockdowns and people are forced to be in the same spot. So you have a, and so the idea is to demonically reduce the Earth's population from about 8 billion down to less than a billion. The Georgia Guidestone says specifically below 500,000. And you probably have around 100 million people or so. And so the idea is for that 1 billion to serve the needs of that 100 million people that are around the world that are part of the club. And guess what, folks? For the vast majority, I'll say all of the people that are listening to this podcast around the world, if you're in Hong Kong, if you're in China, if you're in India, if you're in Brazil, if you're in Australia, particularly in Australia now, Australia, they've totally gone nuts with this uh, forcing people that, that cops can actually inject you with the virus if you don't have that. Papers, please. You're going to have to have vaccination papers in order to get on an airplane, vaccination papers in order to have a job. It's only because we will. these government officials work for us, not the other way around. Yes, of the people, for the people, by the people. And we need to all stand up, raise our voices, and say enough. There is no way. Do not take this vaccine. It's guaranteed to alter your DNA. There is no legal or financial recourse for you if and when, not if, but when something goes wrong with your bodies. Like Celeste says, is that's why you got to have a double dose of this vaccine. Because your body's immune system is going to naturally fight off any sort of a natural alteration of that. But they've designed this Never so... Never in th- human history have they introduced nanotechnology reprogram protein into the body. This is the first time in human history. Think about it, folks. What is the most common method of execution here in the United States right now until last month? Lethal injection. Guess what these vaccines are? Lethal injections. Time-delayed lethal injection. Because as your body begins to replace itself and those new genetic instructions are written in, you are no longer you. And guess what? If they say that your child has to have to go to see go to school because we're afraid of them infecting somebody else with the coronavirus and whatnot, you know that is absolute baloney. Don't do it. The only way this system can survive is with our full and knowing compliance with it. Right. It takes voluntary. It takes diabolical 
It takes voluntary compliance in order for this system to work. Look at what Twitter is doing. Look at what Facebook is doing. Look at what WhatsApp is doing. Look at what Instagram is doing. If you say the wrong thing, look at what YouTube is doing, taking down this vital information so that people can decide and have choice about that. Now, 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 if you want to take down these multi-billion dollar platforms and these multi-multi-billion dollar elitists, uh, eugenicists that are trying to kill us all. And I've been saying it for years. They're going to kill us all if we don't stop them. If you want to take down these people, I guarantee you download what you need off of your Facebook platforms and cancel your program with Facebook. Don't log in for 30 days. You'll watch their, you'll watch their stock drop 30 or 40%. Don't go on Twitter. Don't go on Twitter for 30 days and you'll watch your stock value evaporate overnight. Close your accounts. Close your Instagram Instagram accounts. Close your WhatsApp account. Well, David, those projects, those those products are free, you know, and I and I count on them every day. What am I going to do if I close those accounts? So what you're saying to me is 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 that your human life, the value of the generations coming after you you consider a free account worth more than that. Don't put such a low price on your soul and your eternal salvation. Amen. Amen. Celeste, I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, I think we pretty much have covered this topic. And we thank you for listening to the Two Witnesses podcast with Dave and Celeste. Today's topic has been vaccines. I want to encourage everyone um, who's listening, if you've never accepted the Lord as your as your Savior, you can pray Romans 10, 9 and 10. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that Father God raised him from the dead and you are saved. I just want to encourage everyone also to do your research. I did my research on this. I checked the New England Journal of Medicine. I checked press releases by these companies. I listened to YouTube videos. Like, he was saying some stuff. I was like, that is no way. Let me go to the source. All the things he was saying about the phase three trials um, with Pfizer, I was like, that's too far. There's no way that they had that many people and only and only uh, get that 90% efficacy based upon less than 10 people. But when I went to their website, read their press release, went to the link on the New New England Journal of Medicine, everything he said was absolutely true. And I got angry because I said, how dare you? How dare you? With, with that little bit of evidence, want to ship uh, millions of doses out, which you already made prior to approval. How dare you? How dare you? Please do your research. Do your own research. Go to um, the peer-reviewed sources, the scholarly sources. Go to the New England Journal of Medicine. Do your research. Do your own benefit-cost analysis. Is it worth the risk to take this vaccine? It's absolutely not. And again, tell your family members, do not take the vaccine. We love you guys. We celebrate you. Thank you for the pleasure of your time. And thank you for listening to the Two Witnesses podcast. If you have any questions, any concerns, anything you want to say to David and Celeste, you email us at twowitnesses at protonmail.com, and we will answer your email within 24 hours. We love you guys. Jesus loves you more. And have a great night.